Concerning Him, an Emmaus podcast is a ministry of Emmaus Bible College. Concerning Him seeks to enrich Christians around the globe by educating and equipping them through various media. For more information about Emmaus, please visit Emmaus.edu. Hello and welcome to another episode of Concerning Him. Today we're joined by John Walker. Hi John, how's it going? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. We're happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, John. John's an Emmaus alum and currently the superintendent at Central Christian School. Is that right in Hutchinson, Kansas? You got it. That's right. Why don't you tell us a little bit to start out with how you got to, how how you found yourself as the superintendent at Central Christian School? <laughs> it's a long road with um, uh, how the Lord was working in my life, but really thankful. So, um, going back to my high school days, I went to public high school and really just did not enjoy my experience as a public high school student. Um, okay. I think there were some challenging times and, uh, you know, football was my God. I wasn't saved back then and uh, found the Lord uh, at age 19 and gave my life to him and still didn't like school. So I went, went to community college like any student who doesn't really know what they want to do with life. <laughs> I went to community college and just to get my associate's degree in, in business management. And so that's what I did. And, uh, uh, worked for two and a half years while my wife was going through nursing school. And we really felt the call back in 2011, 2012 for the Lord to uh, work in our lives to bring us to Emmaus Bible College. So we went, we came, the Lord provided for us to come here. And, uh, you know, it's it, it so funny to hear stories about people who say that they're going to come for one year and they stay for a lot longer. You know, <laughs> that was our experience as well. We, we had decided to come for one year. Okay. And the Lord opened up doors for us to stay longer. So I got my bachelor's degree here in biblical studies. Um, so it, it was just a, an absolute joy to be here. Great. Great. Do you want to tell us a little bit about grad school, post-grad school? Cause you, I should have introduced you as, as Dr. John Walker. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, uh, so, so that's kind of a fun thing too. You know, my, my, uh, my second year at Emmaus was really where I got to be involved in student life, which really shaped and molded me as a man. Uh, I, I had opportunities here as a student to lead in different capacities because I was an older student uh, and playing basketball and, and doing different things on campus and, and being in student leadership positions that was really beneficial to me and to my heart and my development as a man. And um, so I just enjoyed my time working in student life and, and being a student leader here on campus. It was it was a joy and it brought me a lot of joy. And I remember talking to Dr. Beatty, uh, who's worked here for many years as a vice president of academics. and she said, you know, uh, why don't you go get your master's degree in student affairs, master's of education in student affairs. And I said, would that qualify me to, to, to work in student life? And she <laughs> said, yeah, go for it. So, uh, that's what I did. As soon as, as soon as I finished up with my bachelor's degree, I really felt this call in my life to go work with students. You okay. know, um, I remember John Glock speaking in chapel one, one time and he said, there's, there's only three things eternal, God, God's word and people. And if you're not investing in those three things, you're wasting your time. And that set that had such an impact on me that I wanted to work with people and uh, be a part of partnering with the Lord and, and shaping and molding the hearts and shepherding the hearts of people. It's just been a joy. So fast forward. Uh, yeah, the Lord opened up some doors for me to go on and earn my doctorate in higher education leadership and finish that. I defended in, in uh, February. So uh, that's just been a joy. It's been been challenging. Uh, obviously, working on master's master's work and doctoral work is is challenging work, but it is yeah. very fulfilling for me, and I enjoyed it uh, so much. So we've talked about your education some. Now I want to talk some about uh, your career path to how you got 
to find yourself as a superintendent? Sure. Yeah. Again, uh, working with uh, students. So uh, as soon as I graduated from Emmaus, I actually moved back to Kansas. Kansas is, is home for me. And I started working at a Christian school, Central Christian School, and I, and I worked there as the director of admissions. I taught Life of Christ. Uh, so Mr. Glock and I had some very valuable conversations over the phone that year when I was teaching Bible, coach football. I uh, just really enjoyed my time while I was working on my master's degree. And the Lord opened up some doors for me to come back to Emmaus, and I worked at Emmaus for about two years. And the Lord opened up some more doors for me to move back home and, and be closer to family. And, and I served as the uh, vice president of student life and admissions at Central Christian College of Kansas for about three and a half years and okay. the dean of students for about three and a half years. And uh, uh, been serving on the board at Central Christian School. And uh, just doors open up, you know, and... and uh, you're faithful to walk through them, you know, when the, when the Lord opens up those doors to, to walk through, that's what you do. And, and uh, it's been a joy. It's been a blessing uh, to have more time with my kids, to see my kids throughout the day. And uh, also to uh, impart a Christ-centered education uh, for the kids at my school. Well, if, if our listeners can't tell by now, you are all about education. I love it. So that's what I want to <laughs> talk some today. And specifically, sure. I want to be talking about how to make education decisions as we go forward in life, probably starting from the time you're, you're 14, 15, right? There's, there's tons of education decisions to make from then on. Um, and, and so maybe as a broad question, before we get into some of the specifics, as a broad question, as Christians, what should our mindset be as we, we seek to make these types of decisions? Mm. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I learned something several years ago that I think is important. Um, obviously, uh, our lives as believers are are uh, the Lord's, right? To to work with and and to shape and mold, and He calls us to to do different things. Um, you know, one of the things that I learned several years ago was an idea of this of uh, of a growth mindset, and that was something that I was that was missing in my life through my K-12 experience as well as my even my first two and a half years at the community college and getting my associate's degree. Um, I viewed education as something to accomplish the means by which I would get gainful employment, but not letting the education shape and mold my life. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, I think as believers, uh, we really do have this opportunity to have this growth mindset uh, because the Lord um, allows us to learn. He's given us these intricate brains to use, you know. And, uh, and to glorify the Lord in our thinking process and, and understanding this is my Father's world and understanding the Father's world. And all the intricacies from biology to business mm. are all His. He's King and Lord over all of that. And so for me, <laughs> I enjoy getting to, to discover those things at a different level, uh, K-12 and higher education. But I think for a believer, it starts with a growth mindset. Um, if you are if you are learning to regurgitate information, are you really learning, right? Yeah. Uh, you're not, you're not learning at that point in time. Regurgitation is not learning. And I think that was my experience from K-12 and even in even uh, part of, parts of my community college experience. And that, that was the value of the Mayus education was not just regurgitating information, but actually learning it and shaping and molding your heart and, and making you look more like Christ, which I thought was super, super important. Good. That's a, that's, a, that's a great place to start is under this understanding that when we're learning, 
it's ultimately about the Lord and it's about glorifying him and honoring him no matter what field you're in. That's not just for the people that go and study theology Mm -hmm. and go off to seminary. That's, Mm -hmm. that's for anybody, right? Absolutely. Not just anybody. I should say everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I want to talk now about each stage of life. Um, as, as we think about these decisions that have to be made, um, starting specifically with high school, right? You're, you're a 14, 15, 16, 17 year old, and it's time to make a decision about what's next. I feel like in the last decade, there's been this jump of people not going to regular four-year schools. Um, there's been, been a big push for, for tech schools and trade schools, right? There's been a big push for, hey, if you, you can go out and get this other training or do this other thing or training online to, to go into other fields. And um, now there's a ton of options, right? There's what in the world am I supposed to do? Not only which, where should I go, but but what avenue do I even want to look mm, at? And mm-hmm. as a high schooler, how does somebody start to make that decision? Sure. Well, I would start with asking a few questions. Uh, what what gifts has the Lord given you, mm. right? Um, what strengths do you have? What do you enjoy studying? How do you feel like the Lord wants to use you? Um, obviously, I think to begin with, that students should be looking for an institution that has uncompromised biblical teaching. You know, I think uh, an, an institution that has an uncompromised mission statement. Okay. You know, um, there's there's this thing called mission drift in higher education institutions that have veered from their original beginnings as a maybe as a Christian university or, or that kind of thing that have veered towards something different. Um, and I, and I think students have to be cognizant and aware of that. They, yeah. They uh, doing research about institutions is really helpful and important. Gap programs is another one mm-hmm. that is prevalent today. But yeah. I would always ask those questions. You know, what what gifts has the Lord given you? If you're a believer and you have spiritual gifts, what gifts are those, and how do you want to develop those? What strengths do you have? What do you enjoy studying? Because I think those are all important uh, to the development of students and their desire for what they're going to go learn. Mm-hmm. And so. And I, I really appreciated you mentioned uh, the idea of mission drift and, and being aware of that as as students are looking, okay, if I've chosen I want to go to this four-year school, what are the signs that I'm looking for? Maybe it's it's looking on the website, talking to an admissions counselor, or showing up and, and being on campus. What what are the types of things that they should be looking for? That's a great question. Um, you know, I think some of the again, one of the things that parents and students should be ready for is is uh, grilling would probably not be the right word, but grilling an institution on uh, w- what is your foundation, mm. you know, and uh, what 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 is your theology? What do you? What's your main goal? What are your core values? What what is your vision? What is your mission? Uh, because I think that tells you a lot about an institution. Um, as you go, if you did any kind of Google search and you typed in Christian college or Bible college, you would get a result of you know hundreds of Christian college. Christian colleges and Bible colleges. But when you start digging into the intricacies of what each institution stands for, their core values, their mission, their vision statement, that's gonna tell you a lot about where you're going. Now, a lot of them are gonna look the same, and that's where the the point where you're you're bringing up talking to an admissions counselor Mm -hmm. is really helpful. You can ask those questions. I think college visits are so important. You know, I think uh, getting students on on a campus to uh, see if this is comfortable, uh, see if the people that you're talking to are relatable and, and helpful in the process of trying to find where you're going to go. And so, I, again, I think uh, you you really want to do some research ahead of the, ahead of time before you go plan a college visit. 
Um, but that research, what you can find on the web, uh, maybe some reviews, okay. yeah. <laughs> you know, of, of looking at, at institutions, talking to alumni, mm -hmm. if there's an opportunity to talk to alumni or parents who have sent their kids to, to this school or that school, I think those are all helpful things. Yeah. Now, as we think about the next stage of life, um, I, I've heard people, a lot of people say to me recently that a bachelor's degree is kind of like what a high school diploma used to be like, right? It, it, in, in some areas and some, it, it's more, ex, it's just expected. It's like it's, it's an obvious starter in, in a lot of careers, right? And so now the thing that people feel like the way to set myself apart is to go get that master's degree. Mm. And that can be a really hard decision to know, is that something I should pursue? Um, especially considering the financial part of it too. You might've you know, spent either, spent your last dime on your bachelor's degree or you got, even got into debt in your bachelor's <laughs> degree. Sure. And then you're, you're thinking, well, if I really wanna set myself apart or if I really wanna go the extra step, should I go get a master's degree? What would you advise to somebody in that process, making that decision? Yeah, and let me add one more thing to my last statement on your last question. I, I do think that looking for an institution that's accredited by ABHE and HLC, but if at a minimum accredited by ABHE okay. is is really helpful. Um, there, there are institutions online that uh, you can go research that are not accredited, yeah. but I do think accreditation adds a level of significance to an institution yeah. and their ability to offer uh, educational programs. Now, your question about a uh, master's degree and bachelor's degrees and that kind of thing, um, hopefully by the time that you've graduated with your bachelor's degree, uh, you have an idea of what's next, right? Um, I know that that was the case for me. I, I, I think that you find that you'll find uh, many students who, who gain employment not using their degree, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to graduate from college and not necessarily use their specific degree. They're going to use a degree in the sense that I'm, I was taught how to learn and how to think and mm -hmm. how to critically engage um, difficult situations and, and understand things and view things through a Christian worldview. But I, I, I think that was the case for me, uh, gaining employment and not necessarily having a degree in that field. Um, and so I think for, for by, by the time that you've got done with your bachelor's degree, hopefully by that point in time, there are some, uh, you have your, in your own heart and your own desires and, and how the Lord wants to use you mm -hmm. um, and is, has been shepherding your heart uh, to be used by him. So maybe that's seminary, maybe it's going on to get a master's degree in education or you know something where they're gonna go on and teach and impact the world for Christ. Um, I think the, the chief goal again is to be used by the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if, if, the, if the idea is to go on and continue your education so that it glorifies the Lord so he can continue to equip you for the work that's ahead, I think that's, that, that is of immense value. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, I think master's degrees are totally worth it. Obviously, okay. that's saying from somebody who's an educator, um, but I do think that uh, master's degrees are becoming more affordable. Okay, there's more educational opportunities uh, with online education and and that kind of thing. So people who are working full time can go on and get a master's degree by um, completing it online or doing night classes, that yeah. kind of thing. So again, I think I think institutions are realizing the importance of a master's degree and equipping graduates for the work ahead. Mm -hmm. But I think the chief end, the chief idea, the chief goal is to glorify the Lord in your work and in your education and how you're going to be used by him. I think that's the question that graduates have to be answering mm -hmm. and have to be asking, Lord, how do you want to use me? And is this going to help me achieve 
yeah. what you want for my life and how you want to use me. Yeah, that makes sense. As a follow-up, thinking about a doctorate, because now we're we're kind of that's even even less people and it's 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 even more difficult. Do you regret getting a doctorate? No, not at all. Okay, good. not at all. No, I'm glad. <laughs> no, when in fact, when I was thinking about starting my doctoral program before I even started the, the doctoral journey, um, I interviewed many people that were influential in my life and I who had PhDs or or you know doctorates, and I I asked I asked them you know if you could go back and redo this, when would you do it? How would you do it? Where would you do it? You know, I'm, I'm asking all these questions, having this, this conversation over lunch, you know, mm-hmm. and every single one of the people I talked to said, do it now, really? <laughs> do it now. If you wait till you're in your mid forties or mid fifties, life is challenging. Kids are doing sports and, and then you're going to miss a lot. And so if you have the energy and you have the time and you feel like the Lord's calling you to do that right now, do it now, complete it now. So that's okay. kind of, I think why, um, my desire was to go ahead and get it done. Um, and, uh, uh, so, you know, again, it, it comes down to Lord, how do you want to use me? Yeah. I want to be used by you and I want to continue to, uh, shape and mold the lives around me because of the work that he's doing in me and equipped me to impact the world for him. Um, and so again, if that's the idea and if that's the reason behind it, I think a doctoral program can be uh, of immense value to do okay. that. Okay. And, and thinking about that idea of, of, okay, my, my goal with education is to glorify the Lord, is, is to is to be used of the Lord. And, and now we, we take this step and maybe into the next stage of life of parenting and making education decisions for your children. <laughs> um, I know this is something my, my wife and I just had a baby just last Congratulations, weekend. by Thank the way. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much. Um, and that's something we've been talking about since we've been married is it? what are we going to do when she's five, right? What's, what's that, that, what step are we going to take? And there's there's a lot of stress there because as a father, I want what's best for my, my child. And I'm sure you feel the same way. And we have these options. We have the, obviously send, sending your kid to public school. And, and we have the idea of private school, whether Christian or, or another branch of private school. And then we have the, the concept of homeschooling. And I'm wondering if you have any advice that you would give to parents in, in navigating that decision. Yeah, you know, no, I, I don't believe that every situation is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I think each situation is is different. Each family has to make the right decision that is right for them, um, and, and is right for their family, regardless if that's a public school, if that's a private school, whether that's homeschool. But there is one main thing that must hold true: parents must continue to train a child in the way that they should go. We understand that from Scripture. I think that's the most important thing. The beauty of uh, a homeschool situation or a public, uh, excuse me, a private school education is that a, generally speaking, all the parents are on the same page, mm-hmm. generally speaking. And you will find that there are several amazing, amazing parents who send their kids to public school and rightfully so they have good reasons for it. Um, maybe that's the best decision for their family uh, and they and their kids can continue to be a light for them in that context. But one thing must hold true, and that is Christian parents raising Christian children. Mm. Christian parents raising Christian children, parents must continue to train a child in the way that they should go. You know, Deuteronomy 6 is, is really helpful in that regard and, and understanding that we must be talking to our children about spiritual truths. We must be reading scripture with them. 
Um, I know for my family, we we find scripture memorization very important. So we've got a uh, a whiteboard, you know, that's stuck to our fridge, and and we practice that every night at, at the dinner table together. Yeah, we practice uh, memorizing scripture together. Um, and, and my kids are memorizing scripture at school. They're memorizing scripture at church. They're memorizing scripture with me and my mm-hmm. wife. So I think all those things are really important. And so, you know, I, again, I think, I think each situation is different. Every family situation is, is, is different. And uh, they ultimately have to do what, what is best for their children and what is best for the parents. You know, some, some parents can't afford a private education. Mm-hmm. Some parents don't don't want a public education, so they homeschool. Um, and, and I don't think there's a wrong answer. I really don't. My, my wife and I have wrestled through the same things, yeah. you know, that, that you and your wife are, are discussing. Um, and, and we have done both public school, and now our kids are in private school. And, and it is a blessing. You know, uh, I'll tell you a quick story. The other night, <clears throat> the other morning, I should say, um, my kids aren't allowed to get out of bed till 645. And my son, Luke, is just like me. He's an early riser, so he <laughs> likes to wake up early. And so we had to set that, you know, you don't wake up till 645 at a minimum. And the other day, uh, you know, it was, I think it was a Saturday morning. I'm laying in bed, fast asleep. And all of a sudden I wake up to my son singing a song and I was frustrated. (laughs) I was frustrated until I heard what he was singing and he was singing a hymn. Wow. And I thought, you know what? This is powerful. Here I am being frustrated with my child <laughs> for waking me up because I didn't get enough sleep or whatever, you know. And my child is being taught truths yeah. of the word. And this is not a hymn that I, my wife and I have been teaching him. So he's learning this at school, you know. And I thought, what a blessing it is to me mm-hmm. and my wife to wake up hearing my children singing hymns. And, and, and how old is Luke? Seven. Se- wow. wow. He's seven. He's in the second grade. He'll be eight in uh, November. You're testing me here. Um, but it, it, And it's a blessing. Yeah. And that's not something that we necessarily got when we were in the public school system. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, we didn't feel like uh, public school was a bad option for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will tell you that, um, the, the, again, the beauty for us at, at the private school level is that uh, Christian parents are all seeking to raise Christian mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. And, and there's, that's not necessarily the case at the public school system. There are some awesome Christian families who send their kids to a public school and their kids are, are being faithful mm-hmm. uh, to, to walk the way that Jesus says, walk this way. Yeah. And, and that's a beauty. It's a beautiful thing and, a, and it's a helpful thing. But again, I think it comes down again to the context and, and for each parent yeah. uh, that, that it's going to be different. I'm wondering if you have any practical tips about evaluating, right? So maybe you've moved to a new area or maybe your kids are, you're just getting to this point or or you're thinking about making a switch from, from one of these to the other. And you're looking at maybe a public or a private school and what are some red flags? What are some things you should be looking for? How, how do you make that evaluation? (laughs) I will tell you just from our personal experience, I'm no expert on this. Yeah. I will tell you from our personal experience that, uh, it became very evident for us that, private school is going to be the way to go. Um, and that was, uh, unfortunately due to just maybe some, the way that some of the other kids were being raised Okay, and we're influencing our children at the school level. And so it's amazing what kindergartners and first graders pick up. My kids, my boys are now in first, second grade, but it's amazing what they pick up at the kindergarten, first grade level and the questions that they come home asking, 
so I think that was an evaluation piece for us was, uh, do we want to have these conversations this early mm. and difficult conversations with kids, um, about, uh, all kinds of sinful issues in our culture. Um, and, and, and it's helpful, but at, at some level you can't, you can't dive the depths yeah. of that conversation with a seven year old and well, on other levels you can. And I, and I think part of what would make that hard too is you didn't get to start the conversation, right? If right. they're hearing this, now you're kind of joining it later as mm -hmm. opposed to you being able to, to initiate sure. and have control. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate it. You know, when, when my oldest son Luke comes home and says, Dad, I have a question about this. This is what I heard today on the playground. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, we have a culture in our, in our home where we say there's no secrets, only surprises. Okay. You know, so, so like we, we don't, in our family, we don't have secrets. Um, we don't, we don't allow our kids to have secrets. Mommy and daddy don't have secrets. We don't have secret with kids, but if there's like a surprise birthday party, that's not a secret. It's a surprise, Okay. you know, or there might be a, a, a surprise later in the day. But, um, I, and, and so that culture from, for our kids and raising our kids that way, I think has been helpful. So Luke, he'd come home from school and say, Hey daddy, this is what I heard today. And, and that, be, and it became evident for us. Yeah. It became evident for us. You know what? I think we're having these conversations a little too early yeah. for his life. And uh, we're disappointed that he is having some of these conversations. And let me say a quick word too about the teachers and public education, some amazing people, mm. some amazing Christian godly people who work in pu public education, who continue to serve as lights. Yeah. So I, I'm not sitting here saying today that private education is the only way to go. Um, but I, I am saying that there, there is importance in private education. There's importance in homeschooling mm -hmm. and there's importance in public school systems. And, and the Lord is sovereign. He can use all of those things to shape and mold and shepherd the heart of a child. Yeah. Um, but it is a blessing, uh, to have some amazing public school people mm -hmm. who are teaching these kids and love these kids. And I, we were blessed at the public school system that both of our, our teachers for our kids, our boys, we're both, we're, we're both believers. And so when we go to teacher, uh, parent teacher conferences, we got to talk about the Lord, you yeah. know, and, th and, th yeah. and that is a blessing, but that can only go to a certain level, you know, uh, in the public school system. Yeah. And, and just a final question for you, if a parent's considering homeschooling, right, as an option, and there, there's definitely some differences there, whether, whether you send your kid to public or private school, you, you you drop them off or you put them on the bus and and you wait till they come home and you help them with their homework right but if you're homeschooling you're a lot more involved and i'm, I'm wondering if you could just help prepare somebody in in making this decision not to scare them away from homeschooling um but to to help prepare them for what difficulties might lie ahead when it comes to homeschooling that, that you're aware of in in your role because i'm sure working with a private christian school Right. There's probably a lot of parents that have gone back and forth and mm -hmm. I'm sure you've had conversations with people. Yeah. So two things come to my mind. First of all is, is that, um, a homeschool education is not going to look like a public or private school education. Mm. And so I think treating it that way is probably if, if you have the perspective that we're going to sit down and my kids are going to sit down for eight hours and we're going to teach and learn mm -hmm. <laughs> at the homeschool level, that's just not going to happen. Right. Um, uh, and the other thing too, is that I think in the conversations I've had with parents who have gone from public school to homeschool, to private school, mm -hmm. to homeschool, to private school, you know, and, and have made transitions, what they're realizing is that homeschooling is a lot of work. Mm. 
It is a lot of work. Our teachers do some amazing things at the K-12 level and mm -hmm. both the public and private school system. Uh, they do really great with cl classroom management and that kind of thing and educating our kids. Um, but I think some parents get discouraged with how much work it is. And so um, some just realize this isn't for me. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't for me to, uh, I'm, I'm not doing as well as I would like, or maybe I'm not as confident as I, as I uh, like. And so I would say for, for p parents and families who are considering homeschooling, finding a community yeah. to work within a homeschool community in, in your community that can come alongside and help and support you, I think is so important. Okay. You know, a, a, a group of people who come together, they're discussing curriculum, they're discussing Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and they're discussing how to support each other is so crucial. Mm -hmm. And I think too that there's some really awesome homeschool curriculum out there. I mean, really, really great uh, homeschool curriculum out there that works really well for a lot of families. Um, but maybe that's just some of the things that I've heard. We've not personally experienced, but some of the things that we've heard over the years. Great. Well, th this has been awesome. Um, I, I think one of the things I really appreciated about what you've had to say is, is it, it, everything that you've said has brought to mind uh, the, the, the famous Westminster Shorter Catechism question one. You know, how, how, what is the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. And, and I appreciate that your focus of, of education is glorifying the Lord mm. is we don't, there, there's no decision made unless that decision is, is focused on how do we honor God through our educational decisions. And mm. I really appreciate that. Um, and any other final thoughts before, before we go? You know, I, I, my encouragement to uh, Christian families is to press on. The Apostle Paul did not simply say, keep on. Mm. He said, press on, which means there's some engagement. Mm -hmm. It's There's some getting dirt in your nails. <laughs> it's hard work raising your children. Um, it's tiring, but it's godly work. It's, it's, it's worthy work. And so my encouragement to anybody who's listening would be to press on. Uh, the Lord can use you, is using you, and uh, is preparing you. Uh, for the work ahead and preparing your children to engage the world and to glorify Jesus Christ here. Amen. Thank Amen. you for being on today, John. Thanks for really having me. This it. was a lot of it fun. Was, it was great. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, we hope to see you uh, next time on Concerning Him. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Concerning Him, a Nemeas podcast. Ministries like Concerning Him are possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.